to see fashions change and preferences evolve, to experience pandemics and recessions and racial strife and strides toward racial justice. Into all of it, we are called to be the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth, Jesus says this morning, but if salt has lost its taste, how can it be restored? It's no longer good for anything, but it's thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. Uh, we're reminded as we hear uh, this passage, which is taken from the midst of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's Gospel, that people discovered early on there's something quite precious about salt that pre prevents decay and corruption. And, and so uh, it seemed almost like magic. Uh, they found that if they used salt, they could preserve food for times of famine, uh, so that it literally contributed to an outcome of life or death. They discovered that it was a purifying agent. So salt became highly prized for all these reasons and more. Most of the ancient cities in Italy, including Rome, were built upon salt works. Romans used salt uh, to pay soldiers. Um, some of you may know that the Latin word for salt derives from sal, from which we derive the word salary because salt was either used to pay soldiers or their payment was given in order so that they could buy their allotment of salt. That's where we get the expression, he isn't worth his salt. Huh? In the ancient world, salt was at times a factor in provoking and financing wars. So it, just this little bit of background is always important for us to kind of get the weight of what Jesus is saying here, we need to understand that in the ancient world that salt was highly prized. Plato said that salt was dear to the gods. Homer said that it was a divine substance. So when Jesus is talking to this motley crew of followers, none of which he had gone and headhunted from the upper echelons of the temple authorities or from the from the uh, politically powerful in the palace. These were, these were uh, working class folk. They were fishermen. They were tax collectors. There was a group of women surrounding him. When Jesus is talking to this group of followers and says that to protect the world from decay and corruption, to purify and to bring flavor and zest, God is sending you. You are the salt of the earth. And we miss it in the English, but it's important to note that in the Greek, the you here is plural. It's, you know, y'all, you all, all of you together are the salt of the earth. All of us, that is. We are the salt of the earth. I mean, that sounds like a lot of pressure, a lot of responsibility. Especially if we're talking about the Christian faith, about being followers of Jesus, about our, about our church. Salt of the earth? No, no, maybe you don't understand. We're, we're Lutherans. I mean, we prefer to, you know, blend in. 
actually. One thing we should note is that salt, in all of its uses we've identified, does not exist for its own sake. Not in any one of them. Salt's purpose is to be used in service to something more than itself. Something other than itself. To make it better, safer, more lasting. It's not always big and flashy. Sometimes it goes without notice at all. So as we've listened to Jesus describe the kingdom of God, it crops up in the most unlikely places. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who grieve. How we have gathered as a community around those who have grieved in recent weeks. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who show mercy. None of these things tend to bring fame or fortune or status in the world. And Jesus continues making surprising choices, choosing women and tax collectors and uneducated fishermen and you and me and us calling us into community. At, and, and Prince of Peace, you know, an aging first-ring suburban congregation that has been around long enough to see the community demographics radically transform and transition over the decades, to see fashions change and preferences evolve, to experience pandemics and recessions and racial strife and strides toward racial justice. Into all of it, we are called to be the salt of the earth. We have never been called as the church to create a place that meets our own needs and our own preferences or to reclaim some glorious past or even to fashion some preferred future. You are the salt of the earth, Jesus says. And salt does not exist for its own sake. It doesn't exist for itself. It enhances, it preserves, it heals. Jesus also says you are the light of the world. Light, we know, can show the way to go when the path is dark and uncertain. A few of us were talking about Tanzania this morning and I I have this light, a flashlight that someone gave to me a few years back, and this thing is so powerful. It's, I should have brought it with me, but if I shined it at you, you'd all uh, uh, rebel. I mean, it's super, super bright, and, and so I bring it with me when I'm in Tanzania, and, and when we're at tented camps out in the Serengeti, you're always required when you're going from the meal tent to your own tent where you're gonna sleep at night to have a, a guide with you. And so the guide always has a flashlight, but it's always a little dim Tanzanian version of a flashlight. You know, batteries are expensive and hard to come by, and they're shining it out there to see if there might be, you know, a lion stalking us or some such thing. And I always whip out my flashlight and poof, turn it on, and it's like, whoa, my guide is always like, wow, even he was a little nervous to see what was really out there, you know. <laughs> You are the light of the world. Light can also be seen from far away to guide us the way home. 
Think of all the church steeples. The light of a star guided the Magi to the Christ child. And the church has been both of these kinds of light throughout the centuries, searching for the lost in dark and forgotten corners, a beacon showing the way home. And we should probably also notice that Jesus is not giving a command here. He's not telling us to try to be something we're not. Jesus does not say, try to be saltier. Work hard to get saltier. Try to be brighter. See if you just can't somehow be a light in this dark world. Jesus is telling us to get out there and be ourselves. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Go out into the world, be with people, love them, learn from them, serve them. Be yourself out there. Never for your own sake, always for the sake of your neighbor in need. And sometimes your neighbor in need will be that light for you. I think we miss some of the true richness of the faith because it becomes it is so natural for us to settle for a religion that is dominated by responsibility rather than our baptismal identity. Jesus tells us that we are salt and light, and our instinct is to figure out why in the world our bulb does not burn brighter. We start comparing our own efforts to being a light in the world and salt of the earth with those of others. Worse than that, we start defining our community of faith by the same standards. It becomes about how good we are or how popular or how big or how influential. And when all of this happens, the light is all turned inward onto ourselves rather than outward as a beacon showing the way or a searchlight out finding the lost. And all this grace gets twisted back into law. Hmm? Do this. Be this. Rather than believing we are the children of God, we have been proclaimed to be sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, marked with the cross of Christ forever. We create standards and rules and we count and we measure and we compare. But the gospel continues to call us together to remind us who we are. I want to close with a simple little story. I I think I shared part of it once before, but it just strikes me when I think about being the church and who we're called to be and who God says that we are. A few years ago, I was on my way home from Africa, and I was, uh, as I passed through the final security checkpoint, to put your bags on a belt and uh, to free to go up into the gate. At the Kilimanjaro International Airport, there were three uniformed Tanzanians working that security checkpoint. One watching the little monitor that, you know, as your stuff is scanned and one checking passports and the other one just working the belt, you know, bringing the, the plastic trays back to the front of the line. And, while I was waiting to put my bag through the scanner, I noticed that one of them was started singing quietly in Swahili, kind of almost under his breath. 
And it was a song that I recognized from worship in the, in the Lutheran churches. And almost immediately, the other two joined in and, until all three of them, while they were performing their duties, were quietly singing just loud enough so that they could hear each other and throw in some harmony while, while they continued checking people through the security line. It was so second nature to them that they didn't realize that they were doing it. So I looked back at them after I got my bag back and I said, Buana ye suasafiwe, which is a kind of liturgical way of saying praise the Lord Jesus and always receives a response, amini, amen. So I said that to them and all at once they realized what they had been doing and they kind of got caught by this mzungu, this, this white guy who knew just enough Swahili to understand that they were singing church music together. And they all got these big smiles like they had been found out and one of them laughed out loud as he looked at me with instant recognition. And in one small, holy moment, everything in that little international airport was transformed from those in authority, set apart and scrutinizing foreigners in a cold government building, to a brief little praise service where we looked up and saw the light in each other's eyes and knew that we were, in fact, siblings in Christ. Because that is the way things are, Jesus says. No matter how much things may appear to be other, otherwise, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. And this is always a joy to behold. Amen. Yeah, man. I feel like there's been some secret baby communication going on here this morning. This one over here calling out, and that one knew what that one said, so uh, it's just been lovely. Uh, also, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, after the message, my new brother here wandered over to let me know, hey, I was out uh, visiting a friend nearby, I was out for a walk this morning, I saw the church came in, worshiped with you, and, and then we're talking Swahili, and, uh, and uh, he's... he's <laughs> This one's uh, from, from Kenya, not Tanzania, but they border each other. And so uh, there you see it. The Spirit brought us together. The church pops up where, where people are. So this morning as you depart from here, having been fed and forgiven, wherever you go, there goes the church. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. So we go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.